Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Storrs of Full Press Coverage. And guess who we have on the line with us today? It is the godfather of Football Garbage Time, the originator of Football Extra Points, and the instigator on Twitter of all things Detroit Lions and other Scott King, man. Hey, welcome back on the show. How's it going? Good, good. Glad to be here. Excited to be deep in the in the season and, and got a lot to say today, I'm, I'm sure. About oh, Lions, I so. am sure you do. I'm sure you have a lot to say uh, about that Lions and Ravens game that went down yesterday. And we have that on the agenda today because if anybody follows Scott, we, you should know he's not only a fan, but also a, a probably the biggest critic of the Detroit Lions organization. So you're going to get both sides of this here for sure. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, man, I am so psyched because three weeks in and things are totally shaken up. I mean, the, the entire week was full of exciting endings, some better than others, and, and also really interesting upsets in many ways. You no know, Chiefs have now lost two games, and the Buccaneers have lost a game, and then we have some undefeated teams out there like the Raiders and the Panthers that I would have never expected to be there. So, wow, that's why we play the game, right? That's fun stuff. I'm really excited to talk about all that stuff. All right, so Trevor's going to be joining us momentarily as he moves over from Ref to District, which I hope you guys are all listening to, but definitely tune in here because we got plenty to talk about, including, as we talked about, top week three games, top five power rankings, post-week three fantasy, uh, post-week three power rank. Wow, I am just stumbling over my words today, and I blame Trevor for joining us a little bit late. Trevor, this is all your fault. Uh, if we were here on time... I wouldn't be stumbling over my words in the intro with Scott, embarrassing myself in front of Scott King, our guest. You know, thanks a lot, Scott. I, I really did I'm it this so, time. I'm so sorry, Haku, but I am here <laughs> a little late. I just got off the district, but I'm here yep. for football garbage time. Hopefully you can get back on track now, Haku. Scott, I, what's up, awesome. bro? Nice you tore me up. I've lost too. my muse, Trev. I've lost my muse. Thank you. Thanks for that. Oh, rest the district, why? Okay, I'm just kidding. Folks. We got so much more to talk about. Like I said, fantasy football waiver wire pickups as well. We got a lot to get to, so let's get rolling. Hey, before we get started on our big topics, there was the announcement today that Josh Gordon will be reinstated again mm-hmm. soon, mm-hmm. and uh, he says he'll be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So let me start with you, Scott, and then we'll go to you, Trev, but Scott... News or noise here with the uh, Josh Gordon reinstatement and signing of the Chiefs? I, I think it's news. I, I think this is this story. I can't believe how long it's been going on because I, I <laughs> had some some very successful fantasy days with Josh um, I know, back yeah. in Cleveland right. um, to go back that far. And wow. I think one thing, you know, he's proven – whenever he has these windows that he can play like flat out yeah, and that's assuming true. he's kept himself in shape and he's done the right things off the field, um, he's going to produce and to go to somewhere like Kansas city. I, I mean, the, the, the offense is obvious. He's not going to be expected to be, you know, number one, put all this pressure on. He can just go in and maybe he gets, you know, 
a handful of plays to come up with, but the guy can play. And it's really, you know, this is going to go down as, as one of the great disappointing careers, I guess, from a lost perspective, um, potential, just because he was just, I mean, to go back and see him in Cleveland, people that haven't seen him play. I mean, this guy was, you know, he was um, DK Metcalf kind of skills, right? Mm -hmm. Big, strong, you know, unbelievable. He he was that kind of a receiver and and could have had that kind of career. So excited for him. Hopefully, you know, whatever we can get beyond this with the NFL and he can just stay on the field. Yeah, drafted in 2012 in a supplemental draft. Probably the biggest story from any supplemental draft ever. He was a first-team All-Pro in 2013, Pro Bowler 2013, and also led the NFL in receiving yards in 2013. This is big, big stuff back then, and, of course, derailed after that. But, Trev, your thoughts. News or noise here, the reinstatement of Josh Gordon and the signing of the Chiefs. I'm going to piggyback Scott and say uh, news. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as he can take care of his stuff off the field and make sure he has that all under control. Like Scott said, he's always been a force whenever he's on the field. He's always been the big target, uh, a big red zone target as well. Great hands, very physical. I've always been a fan of Josh Gordon. He was a great receiver. So if he can just keep everything under control off the field and do what he needs to do to stay on the field, then, yeah, that's that's definitely news. Cause I feel like the Chiefs are missing that that other – wide receiver. They have uh, Travis yeah. Kelsey, even though he's tight end, and then they right. have uh, Demarcus Robinson, a, a Pringle, and Tyreek right. Hill. So you need a true number two to, to match with Tyreek Hill because Sammy Watkins was there last year. He's now gone, so you kind of have right. him to fill that void. So I think it's news as long as he's under control. Off yeah, we'll all have uh, we'll all be watching a bated breath, particularly if you're playing fantasy football, because you're gonna be like, "Wow, somebody should make a waiver claim on that guy." But um, yep. yeah, so interesting. We'll see how that all develops. Still developing news, so we'll see how we go. Let's get to the first game that we're gonna talk about this oh, week God. on do week we three. Have to? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do, because our fan, our our listeners demand it. Trev, Washington okay. football team at the Buffalo Bills. Bills won 43-21. You know what? I'm not going to say anything more. I'm going to let you, Trev, take it away. What takeaways do you have from this game regarding both teams? We are not ready to contend with the contenders in the NFL right now. It's just Mm. flat out, plain and simple, offense on all sides of the ball. Um, It's really ridiculous. Um, It's kind of really disheartening when you have the, the skill on paper and you've seen the skill on paper translate to the field a little bit. But then just to have them come out and put out a performance like that, that's, that's the worst part because your team is capable of, of hanging with these big dogs, and then you lay, you lay an egg. It's kind of it's embarrassing. There's no sense of urgency throughout, that whole, throughout the whole team. Um, and we had 10 days to prepare for this game. It's not like we were on a short week or it was a, you know, a, a primetime game. No, it's, we had 10 days because of our short yeah. week before. And we still come out and just look lifeless. Um, it's, it's, it's really discouraging. Hopefully we bounce back on Sunday against Atlanta and that's a must win game now, but from Sunday, it was just all around. I give it a, an F plus. <laughs> right. F plus. Just, uh, I guess yeah, a plus because they showed up, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A plus because we put points on the board somehow, some way. That's the only plus yeah. we had. Well, Antonio Gibson, uh, on track. He looked pretty good in that yeah. one screen pass to get to the house. And Taylor Heineke always balling. But, of course, Ron Rivera saying that Taylor Heineke could be, quote, more of a game manager. He wants him to be more of a game manager. I don't know. How do you feel about yeah. that, Trev? You think Ron Rivera um, got this right? I, I, I've said this on all podcasts earlier. I just don't see how he still has that much confidence and faith in Taylor Heineke 
when he's had him in Carolina before, and you look mm-hmm. at and Heineke's resume, he's been like in four or five teams, and he played in the XFL, and he was doing right. homework before we signed him. I mean, like right. that's for a reason. It's not like he chose to do that and not play football. So I just, I'm just kind of really getting sick and tired of this over and over again. We got to see what Taylor has. I want him to be this and that. No, you should know what he has. You've had him before. You've had him last year. You had him now. I'm ready to right. move on. It's, I mean, right. it's a business. Yep. Yep. That's true. Well, so, um, let's turn it over to you, Scott. What do you, do you have any thoughts here about the Washington football team or the Bills in this game? Scott, you might be on mute. <laughs> Did we lose you, Scott? Sorry about that. My bad. My bad. I haven't been on in a while. He's um, like, that's NFC East. I don't need to listen to that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I've, I've got Gibson on some teams, so I'm very interested. Uh, I, you know, for me, I, I look at the Bills side of things. You know, Josh Allen is somebody that I think for me was on my, my list for MVP this season. Um, you know, and he, had, he had a great game and against a really good defense. And, and, you know, Washington, they've got their struggles. They've got some strength. You know, Heineke is what he is. Uh, on As quarterback, as you were saying, I mean, you, you know what you got in them. But, you know, I, I think the Bills look good, and they, they yeah. beat a good defense. I mean, I love the the front front four of Washington. I, I wish Sweat and Young were on Detroit's roster um, the way the drafts <laughs> right. landed those years. So, right, right. Um, you know, I think Washington's heading, you know, in a good direction. But, I, I mean, you lose your quarterback, you're, any team's going to struggle, right? So, right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. But I think, for me, the takeaway is Allen, you know, looks strong. Yeah. And, and that team in the Bills is, is definitely a force. Yeah, the Bills definitely bouncing back and looking like we expected them to be at the beginning of the year. The Washington football team defense, a little questionable right now. Losing by 20 to the Chargers, right <laughs> allowing 29 to the Giants. And we're going to get to the Giants in a second, talk about our other NFC East team that played this weekend. And uh, I, looking back now, I'm like, how do they put up 29 points? Uh, because I'm wondering now, I'm even extra questionable exactly about the Washington football team who gave up 43 to the Bills. Keep in mind, though, Chargers did beat the Chiefs, just barely beat the Washington football team in 20-16. So, hey, you never know. It's still an early season. It's still an early season. I overreact like everybody else. It's still an early season. Let's get to the next game. And uh, this is the other NFC East game, and that's the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. The Falcons won 17-14 to on a last-minute field goal on a day where Eli Manning's number 10 jersey was retired. And guess what? Eli Manning was still probably the best player on the Giants field during the game uh, compared to everybody else out there. But no, I, I joke a little bit. Saquon Barkley did bounce back, had a decent day, first touchdown of the season, but they also had injuries to Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton on offense, and ACL tear for the lead tackler, Blake Martinez. So basically yeah. that team, this is going to be really tough. And I'm going to ask you first, Trevor, because I know you follow the NFC East, but what are your takeaways here? Um, of course, Atlanta Falcons on tap for the Washington football team as well. So there's that. But mm-hmm. what are your takeaways here and how does it impact the NFC East? Um, it just goes to show that I think reality is setting, setting in for the Giants that the type of game that they had with us on Thursday, a nail buyer down to the wire, and the same with the Falcons. They're going to be like that for the rest of their schedule, I believe. Yeah. Um, maybe even worse now since they're losing their leading tackler. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they just don't. They just don't have enough firepower. I don't think uh, their defense isn't what they thought they were going to be this year. I know they got some new pieces on both sides, so still probably trying to gel that together. But I just think they're on track of being in close, low-scoring games or close, high-scoring games, but coming down to the last second and just not having enough. So makes yeah. it interesting for the East division, at least. But 
Yes. Not for them as a team. And we'll have a lot more questions answered after the Monday night game because we have the last two NFC East teams telling tonight. Yes. So we will have to circle around and cover this again after week four, but lots of stuff there. And Scott, let me ask you quickly, any thoughts about this Falcons and Giants teams that played yesterday? Any takeaways uh, from that? I think the Atlanta team is just really, really bad right now. I mean, it's, it's just a <laughs> really bad true. team. And, and I think we're seeing the end of the Matt Ryan era. I mean, they're going to move on from him. Yeah. They're going to have a top yeah. five draft pick. And it's, it's over, so he needs to start shopping for a new team. But this, this is a really bad football team. Yeah, and I want to I, say something, too. Um, yep. I saw my timeline a lot because I couldn't watch the game. But apparently Kyle Pitts had zero targets going into the fourth quarter. Yes. How yes, is that? Uh, how is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know? Yeah, I, it's, it's crazy I, it's just, that you don't use Kyle Pitts. And, and everyone knows how much of a man crush I have on Kyle Pitts. He is amazing. And they didn't get him mm-hmm. involved until the fourth quarter. He ended up with 35 yards. All those targets coming in the fourth quarter, that makes no sense. That I mean, makes no like, sense. It's not like Julio was still there taking all the targets. You have – what's his name? You should, why aren't you targeting Kyle Pitts? Like, I know. <laughs> you just spent the fourth, fourth overall pick in the draft. You might yeah. as well use him, guys. You might as well I use will. him. He's out there. Um, it's weird. I don't know what to tell you, man. I had the same reaction. I was actually at that game, and I had the same reaction. I don't understand what Kyle Pitts – the other takeaway, and I'll say this, this is exactly what Scott was saying as well. Matty Ice – I'm sorry, Matty Bites. He is terrible. Really? He's really, really bad. He bad. is so slow. Man, get get that. It makes me wonder what's going on because he's 36, and he runs so slow. And Tom Brady is 44, and he looks much more spry. I mean, somebody oh, get him God. on a TB12 diet, man, because something's not working for Matty Ice. Um, he does not look good, and he is very inaccurate. And I, I'd like to say also that his offensive line isn't doing him any favors, but it just not, doesn't look good. It doesn't look good for either team that played in that game. So, tough one there. Let's move maybe. on to the – oh, go ahead. No, no. Say, I was gonna maybe, real quick, maybe he's just still hungover from the Super Bowl that he, you know. <laughs> seriously, maybe Taking he's never shot. overcome that. Oh, that's true. That's true. It could be a mental block for, uh, for mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. he did – they had that game under control. I think the whole world was upset with him, uh, except yeah. for the very little maybe corner of the Northeast. Exactly. I totally – I totally agree. That could be a problem. Could be a massive hangover, and he never got back to it. Uh, wasted years there for Julio Jones. Uh, anyway, yeah. let's move on to that last uh, game that we are going to talk about today. That's the Baltimore Ravens at the Detroit Lions. You know, Ravens oh, won 19-17 on the last second. And some may say post-game, a 66-yard field goal. There's some controversy <laughs> regarding whether the play clock expired prior to the final snap oh. of the game, which would have led to a delay of game penalty. But – Head coach Dan Campbell did point out that they should have made the stop on fourth and 19 a play earlier as well. So not yeah. entirely on the clock, but it's kind of questionable. Gene Steratore, CBS rules analyst, actually said that you know, the process is that the back judge will be looking at the play clock, take his eyes from the play clock, down to the ball. When he sees a zero on the clock, he moves his head directly to the football, snap needs to occur right at that time. So there may be, may be an extra second built in there just because of the human element. And now, is that may not be a satisfying answer to anybody. And a lot of people said that's an extra long second there. But, Scott, I, I know you have some thoughts on this. So talk about your takeaways from the Ravens and Lions game, about what you take away from both teams and about that last couple uh, plays there. Yeah, so I think, I, I think heading into the, to the game and really to the season, the Lions, you know, are who we are and, and their defense 
is is a huge weakness. But what I what I take away from that game watching it is they played really well on defense and in spurts. And what you'll see watching that game is they can get the the Ravens to third and long, or they get them to fourth and long, and then they mm-hmm. give it up. Right? They don't have the talent to play three downs or four downs of defense. They can get you two and, and they can have spurts. But really, you know, throughout that game, if you watched it, the Ravens weren't just dominating and running the offense they wanted to do. Detroit really gave them a lot of trouble, bottled up Lamar in in areas, but they were able yeah. to get some deep balls. Now, if Hollywood Brown had caught three passes, the score would be about 35 to 17, I think. He dropped <laughs> right. three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So that, that's, that kind of skews it a little bit, but not to take away from the effort Detroit gave. Um, yeah, the play clock, the play before the field goal, is actually something that uh, my son picked up on in the game. He was like, the clock is at zero. It's at zero. So it's a solid two-plus seconds. So there's obviously something happened there, but – um, you know, look, Tucker hit a 66-yard field goal. I've never seen a field goal from anywhere near that distance That's hit crazy, the crossbar right? and extend yep. forward. Yeah. So, um, but for me, you know, the Lions this year are exactly who I thought they were. Bad defense, fall behind. Jared Goff is a solid quarterback. They're going to play at the end. Like, this team is going to backdoor cover every week. Like, never think that this team is going to – like let a 14 point lead keep them from scoring a touchdown as time expires. So mm-hmm. just beware. Um, you know, again, I like they split carries between Swift and, and Jamal Williams, 26 carries for almost 90 yards. So, mm-hmm. and they each grabbed a touchdown. I think that's good. So, you know, the team is exactly who I thought they were. I actually had Baltimore in a three leg parlay. So I made money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, they let your heart um, roll. Good. Yeah, so I was I was kind of conflicted there, but um, you know it's good effort, and that's what you know. I'm really hard on Campbell. I still don't buy into him, but I mean this team's not going to give up, and and that's that's good. So yeah, it is what it is. Right, and of course, sixty-six yard field goal by Tucker, the longest in NFL history. Yeah. So so uh, Trev, what are your thoughts on this? Any takeaways for the Ravens or the Lions? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch this game either, but just going off of what Scott said, the score, it sounds like the Ravens shot themselves in the foot and made a closer game than what it really should have been. But uh, shout-out to the Detroit Lions, too, for, for causing all those problems for Lamar and company to keep them from uh, blowing them out of the water. But um, mm-hmm. like like Scott says, Detroit is who we are every year. doesn't matter, new coaches, new player, new quarterback. They're still, <laughs> like, they never seem to want to fix the defensive side of the ball. They always want – I mean, Jeff Okuda, but he's always hurt, and he's hurt again this year. So, yeah. like, uh, yeah, they always want to improve the offense side of the ball when defense wins games and championships, and it seems like their defense is the same every year. So, I right. mean, but shout-out to them. You forced the last-second field goal, which you thought was going to be missed, and you probably played your heart and soul out to get into that point. But at the end yep. of the day, you got to make a stop on fourth and 19. Yep, you know, and at the end, and at the end of the day, how can you not like Justin Tucker? I mean, the yeah, guy no has joke. he has these awesome. I mean, so he seems like a super cool dude. Plus, he has these awesome commercials 
for fried chicken. Have you guys ever seen this? Yep. <laughs> is, he is Royal Farms fried chicken, Justin Tucker. He has one where he wraps into a, into a fried chicken drumstick. No one can pull it off like Justin Tucker. I mean, not even, <laughs> not even Kanye. I'm sorry. No, not even Kanye. <laughs> not even Kanye. Justin Tucker's got it with the fried chicken wrapping. Okay. Not that Kanye would ever get caught dead wrapping into a fried chicken. So anyway, that being said, let's move on to our next uh, segment here. I'm going to go ahead and hit the boxing bell here and let's move on to our first sponsor read that's manscaped <laughs> support for football garbage time brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's hey. below the waist grooming champions of the world manscaped yes, engineering tools for your family jewels and for trev and i because they have the 4.0 the lawnmower 4.0 and you can't get better than that guys you guys join over two million men worldwide who trust manscaped including Trev and I, and that's this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code GARBAGETIME at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code GARBAGETIME at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, let's get on to our top five power rankings. Oh, boy. Like I said at the beginning of the show, so many things shaken up this week. Really, really interesting. Scott, let me get your top five power rankings first, and then you, Trev, and then I'm going to give you mine, and let's talk about it. All right, so I've got uh, my Super Bowl uh, team at number one in the Rams. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the country is learning how good of a quarterback Matt Stafford can be when he's surrounded with some talent. I think Tampa, Tom Brady, you know, never count him out right behind there. I'm going to mm-hmm. move Green Bay to three. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they went out out west. Um, played well. They were out early, kind of let San Francisco came back a bit, but that's a pretty good team out there in San Francisco. So, you know, I think I give them some credit. And then, you know, I know McCaffrey got hurt, but I've, I've watched um, quite a bit of this Carolina team, and this is a good football team. And I think wow. you know, Stafford and Darnold are both quarterbacks who have been on terrible franchises and have been sort of ignored or written off. I mean, these guys can play – I mean, you, you look at Carolina's offense, I mean, I know McCaffrey's out, but, you know, they've got D.J. Moore. They've got, they've got talent on that team, so I, mm-hmm. I keep an eye on them. And then I've got to give it to the Raiders. I mean, everybody's crushing. Wow. You know, um, yeah, we're the same, Scott, Bruton. literally the exact same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Raider, okay, yeah, so I'm going to talk about that in a second. Trev, give me your top five. Give me your top five here, Trev. Uh, yeah, so Rams, Buccaneers, Packers. Uh, Panthers and Raiders, literally. Oh, I promise really? you. Oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah, that is insane! You guys yeah. are totally sync, totally vibing here. I feel like the outsider. <laughs> I feel like a total outsider. I wasn't I brave mean, enough last, to put the Panthers or Raiders in there. So the last, you know, I mean, as of right now, the Panthers and Raiders are on that list. As of right now, like I'm not going to okay. carry it away, but okay. as of right now, Sam Darnold is, is finding himself again in Carolina, which is really nice to see. And it's finally nice to see Derek Carr do something that he's happy about in, in, in Vegas. Like, right. I mean, you're playing in Vegas. You should be happy already. But now, like, you're winning <laughs> and you're beating, you're beating teams in prime time and good teams, too. So, it's like, right now, you're a Power 5 team. But the top three, uh, Tampa, Rams, and Packers, that's, that's going to be there until the end of the season. So. Wow. Okay. So, um, you guys are going to – uh, so no argument with me for one and two. Rams, Buccaneers, one and two. Yeah. My three, four, mm-hmm. and five is completely different. Three, I got the Arizona Cardinals. Four, I got Ooh. those Buffalo Bills. And five, I got the Cleveland oh. Browns. And I know the Bills and Browns okay. are not undefeated. But what I've seen from them are some amazing quarterback play. 
And, you know, if you look at Cleveland, and I, I say this watching them play against my pitiful Bears and the pitiful play calling from Matt Nagy, who should be fired for not being able yeah. to call plays for Justin Fields. He managed to make Justin Fields look terrible. So that being said, I will say this. The Browns are loaded on offense. And if their defense is what they are from week three, then they will be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. I, I really do believe in that. And, of course, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt there, an unstoppable tandem in terms of the backfield. So I, I really think yep. OBJ back, even if Jarvis Landry out, um, they are a real force to be reckoned with. And the Bills are, you know, what we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. Uh, and I'm sorry it was the Washington football team that they showed it against. Uh, Trev, yeah. but, I mean, that, that's, I think that's them. I think that's Josh Allen. I think that's where he yeah, is right yeah. now. Um, but let me, uh, let me ask this question here. Cause I, so I heard a little bit from you, Trev, about the Raiders. Let me ask you, Scott, about the Raiders. You have Raiders at five. Um, Trevor has Raiders at five. You guys are sync on this. I, I know, I understand the Panthers love, I get it. The Raiders love. I always feel like, mm, I'm not sure, but what are your thoughts here on the Raiders? Why do you have them at five? You know, I, I just think that it, Gruden was out of the league for a while. I mean, that's obvious, right? For a long time. And yeah. oh, the guy's yeah. not, he, he's not, you know, a dumb guy, right? I mean, he's, mm-hmm. it's taken him a little bit to get things under control. And if you look at Derek Carr, he's a good quarterback. Like yeah. people want to just write these quarterbacks off if they're not Tom Brady and Peyton Manning within five minutes. And right. if you look around the league at some of these guys that are performing, Derek Carr, Matt Staff, um, you know, uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, these guys are talented, and I think uh, the Raiders are finding a way to to move the ball. And, you know, look, you win a game in the NFL, it's tough. They, Miami took them to overtime with Jacoby Brissett. Right. Is that the most, you know, interesting thing in the world? No. But, <laughs> it was you know, for the <laughs> viewers, but not for probably for Raiders fans. <laughs> no. Right. But if you – I bet the two, three years ago, the last two, three years, Vegas would have choked that game away, right? And that was yeah. a tough overtime. Like it went back and forth. Um, both teams had the ball. It, it, they could have easily collapsed, and they hadn't. So, you know, I, I just think they're they're really growing in the right direction. And where are they going to go now? And the I don't know, but you know what? They're in first place in their in their division. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Clear of Kansas City. And now Henry so, Ruggs is becoming is becoming. Yes. Notice yes. because they're getting the deep ball to Henry Ruggs finally. So that's right, that's right. I love I love what Ruggs is doing. I've always believed in him, and I'm I'm glad he's getting some uh some some run now, and they're starting to use him the right way. And Trevor, I'm going to ask you a different question. And and by the way, in that list of quarterbacks, I am going to that are doing well just quietly under the radar. Teddy Bridgewater, he yes, is sir. really getting it done. He's really getting yeah. it done out there, and I I love what he's doing in Denver. But let me flip it around here, ask you, Trevor, because Arizona Cardinals. They're not on your list. Mm-hmm. They're not on Scott's list. Why do you hate the Arizona Cardinals, Trev? <laughs> I don't hate them. I just, you heard uh, it here first. Know. Trevor hates the Arizona Cardinals. It's crazy. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know what I mean, it is. <laughs> I don't either. Kyler Murray is a video game, and I just don't know how much he's longer amazing. he's going to be able to run around like a video game anymore and get away mm-hmm. with what he's doing. Because mm-hmm. if you saw Pat Mahomes, he's been doing that his whole career too, and it's finally starting to catch up with him a little bit. Yeah, he threw sure. four picks yesterday. One was no mm-hmm. look, trying to be cute. And another one he mm-hmm. forced it, just running around crazy. So I don't know. It's not that I don't like him, but I just 
I don't know. I guess I was just looking at undefeated teams and teams that right. hate their division. But the Cardinals are good. Their defense is better than what I thought it would be, honestly. Having Chandler J.J. Jones. out there helps tremendously. And Chandler Jones yeah. is a beast, and he still wants to be traded, supposedly. I don't know if that's true now, but yeah, – I mean, uh, they're winning, so. He wants to get out of – yeah, and they're winning, and he still supposedly wants to be traded. So I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But either way, they're surprising a lot of people. I might If they win next week, I'll, I might sneak into my Power 5 rankings for you, Haku. Yeah. I might do that. <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. I like. I just, I just they love the good. receiving weapons there they have. I mean, not yeah, only is DeAndre Hopkins, crazy. but you got Christian Kirk stepping up now. Rondale Moore, mm-hmm. obviously, one of the greatest, one of the great rookies that was drafted his last draft, and of course, AJ Green even getting into it of over 100 yards. I mean, it's like uh, finally, it's like a bounce. Yeah, no, it's, it's like finally we get to see AJ Green that we saw from three years ago. You know, kind of turn mm-hmm. it on, and it's amazing that Kyler Murray makes that all happen. You know, it's not like his offensive line is amazing or anything like that, but he does, no. he does a video game. He does run around. He does do a little bit of Russell Wilson. We'll see how long that lasts. I just like what I'm seeing right now with the Cardinals on both sides of the ball. Okay. Well, lots to, lots there to look at in the top five power ranks. It's really different from where we were in week one, but we'll see where it goes after week four. Let's hit the boxing bell and get to our second uh, read of the day, and that's Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes and have the biggest impact of the game. I play every week, and I also pick the props for you to play every week, so come check that out on Football Garbage Time. Thrive has over $140,000 in guaranteed prizes for NFL uh, games each week and is awarded over $4 million And as Trev and I like to say, unless you're Kanye West, you need that money. So go get it because we, we know that Kanye doesn't need it. We know he doesn't need nah, it. No, not at all. No, not one bit. But we, we definitely do. Speaking of Kanye, did you see um, there, was, there was some talk, uh, I think it was Baker Mayfield, dropping all the Kanye references in the post-game, uh, post-conference. Pre-conference. No, did I didn't see that. that. You can Dang, check it out. He named, he named like five albums. It was really amazing. It okay. was really – and he kind of calmly kind of dropped it in. It was really, it was really well done. So everyone – your fans of Kanye, I know you are, because we talked about Donda uh, a couple of weeks ago. But um, go check it out. That's pretty pretty fun. Uh, pretty fun post. Uh, and I, I hate, I, you know, I must say this. It was tough for me because they just beat, he just beat my Bears. But he's, yeah. he's, he seems like a funny guy. He seems like a funny guy. <laughs> All right. So use promo code Garbage Time when you sign up on Thrive Fantasy, and you'll receive a hundred percent instant first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, promo code Garbage Time. Go sign up and prop up today. Okay, let's get to our last topic of the day. That's fantasy football waiver wire pickups. Um, I'll start with a couple of my favorite waiver wire pickups of the week, and I'll mention uh, Trev had some great ones from last week, uh, by the way. If anybody listened to him, they were really happy this week. He had Hunter Renfro as one of the pickups last week. He was 6% owned then. He is now 11% owned. But no one's listening to him, but he has gone bonkers. He, yeah. he was nine, six and nine for 70 in the first week, five for seven for 57 in the second week. And then Trev said, go pick him up. What did he do after Trev said, pick him up? Five of six for 77 yards and a touchdown. Hunter Renfro is getting work and he's getting work done. Mm-hmm. So go pick him up in all 12 team PPR leagues or deeper. He is, uh, he's definitely a hit. And of course, Cordell Patterson, who um, Trev mentioned last week, also going off this week. He essentially is their running back and wide receiver, and everything, which is the one thing that the Falcons are kind of doing right. So the first time he's ever been used correctly in any NFL team. So go pick him up if he's still available. Now, these are the ones new for this week I want to mention. Chubba Howard, I think, arguably is the top pickup of the week because of the fact that Christian McCaffrey may miss several weeks of this hamstring injury, which means Hubbard is going to be the primary primary backfield complement to a very hot Panthers offense. If he's available, he's only 25% owned in Yahoo League. Go take him 
now. He was in 55% of the offensive snaps. He tallied 11 carries, 52 yards, cut three of five targets, 27 yards. Royce Freeman probably in the mix, but I think it's going to be Chubba Howard all the way. Another person I like, Christian Kirk, 51% owned for Arizona Cardinals. We already talked about how amazing he was in week three, class seven to eight for 104 yards. Marquez Callaway finally got up to the hype that I thought he was going to be at preseason. Mm. He's 37% owned. He caught uh, four or five targets of 41 yards on a touchdown. He looked pretty good. Of course, the touchdown was an, <laughs> something that Jameis Winston probably shouldn't have thrown, but he went up and got it anyway, so <laughs> good for him. He's still going to play with Jameis Winston, so you're going to get those weird passes, and he's going to have those opportunities. And, of course, two like really, really deep tight ends to look at. Pratt Friermuth. Uh, over in uh, Pittsburgh, you know, I, I, I loved him coming into the season. He was the heir apparent tight end in Pittsburgh. We know how much Big Ben loves the tight end. Didn't do much, but then in week three, three or five targets, 22 yards on his first career TD. We know Big Ben, like I said, loves targeting TDs, particularly in the end zone. And then Tyler Conklin, kind of quietly doing his thing, 4% owned. Irv Smith Jr. out in the IR in the preseason. All eyes on Tyler Conklin. Didn't really do much in week one and two, but he did get four targets each week. Week three, snags seven of eight for 70 yards in his first TD of the season. If Dalvin Cook tends to miss more time, Tyler Conklin will benefit. You might want to speculate on him if you need a tight end. Okay, you guys, Scott and Trev. What's up, you, Scott? Any of those interest you, or are there any other pickups that you're thinking of uh, looking at? Yeah, I just had a couple of different ones real quick. Um, yep. I was on Hunter Renfro as well. I think he's, he's definitely a, a good streaming option. I think Giovanni Bernard, um, I mean, I liked him all the way back to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He seems to be gaining um, Brady's trust. I mean, nine of ten targets, 51 yards and a touchdown. Sounds yep. a lot like James White's lines. So keep mm-hmm. an eye on him. Um, and then a guy that won me a lot of money last year, J.D. McKissick in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he didn't get a chance to, to show it this week, but when Washington is on the field in that two-minute drill and that quick offense, he's out there. And you saw it last week, you know, five of six, 83 yards. I mean, if Washington's in a game flow situation and they're running no huddle, he's out there. And so it's going to be a game situation, but definitely worth a stash. Yeah, no doubt. Good, good suggestions there at running back. And Trev, any uh, additional pickups for you or any of those catch your attention? Um, I'm going to go with Peyton Barber for the Raiders. Ah, nice. Um, He was, 11.3% 11.3% uh, rostered. He had 111 rush, rushing yards yesterday, three receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I think with Josh Jacobs' question mark on his injuries that he has, I think Peyton Barber's going to get time to shine there, so look out for that. Yep. Um, oh, I've definitely. got Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, who was oh, 1.8% owned. Yeah. He had three receptions for a buck 20 yesterday and a touchdown. I think him and Matt Stafford are, are now finally finding that connection that they've been trying to find all off season. It's starting to display uh, after last night. So look out for that. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. go also with um, I got Tim Patrick from the Broncos. Yeah, uh, he had five yeah. receptions, 98 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Seems like he's going to be a, um, a nice addition, a, a nice target to go to now since they lost Court, Cortland Sutton to a torn ACL for the year. So that gives Tim Patrick room to step up and become that that number one number two receiver so look out for him yeah yeah definitely very very interesting uh to see how this all goes um and of course i think patrick is having a little bit of an injury himself but i love him right now and i have him stashed in a number of leagues as well um some some great pickups there and late listen we already proved it 
If you had listened to Trev, you would have won because you would have had Hunter Renfro and Cordell Patterson on your <laughs> See? So just saying, you. just saying, it's all there, folks. Go take advantage of it. That's what we're here for. And that gets us to the end of the show. So let's hit the air horn on the show. <laughs> Delayed air horn on the show. That's awesome. Right. Thank you for that, Blog Talk Radio uh, soundboard. All right. That's all the time we have, as I said. Scott, awesome having you back on the show tonight. Give us your social media so people can follow you. Yep, I'm at NFL Fantasy underscore more. Um, check me out. I'll give you everything that I see during the games on uh, Sunday and, and maybe a little bit more during the week. Yeah, and he uh, he likes to tweet out his picks too. So that, you know, those parlays yeah, that he's he talking about, he likes to tweet those things out. So you guys want to follow that stuff. And also, if you like beating up on the, on the Lions as well as praising them when they do good things, which seems to be far and few between nowadays, give him, a, give him a follow, will you? He's got some great info there. Trev, give us your social media so people can follow you too. Uh, on Twitter at Trev Stores W S T, Instagram Trev underscore Stores, Rep the District Podcast, Football Cover Time Podcast, and Full Press Coverage Washington as well. So I'm everywhere. Yes, sir. Yeah, you, he is <laughs> everywhere. And we already had it out on this, you know, the fact that you're everywhere and on, you know, like you're <laughs> podcasting around on this. Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. You know, I it's can't, fun. I can't believe that. <laughs> Yes, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing stops. Nothing stops Trevor from having his fun. That is for real. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Good night, guys. <laughs>